morning. This is Leon from Believers Fellowship International speaking to you this morning. Today's devotion is called Not About Christ for Christ's sake, but it is about Christ for our sake. Once again, not about Christ for Christ's sake. It is about Christ for our sake, for my sake. Every time we think about Christ, we are not thinking about Christ for his sake. We should be thinking about Christ for our sake for my sake, for what he has done for me. There are five areas that I feel that we should always have on our mind when we think about Christ. First one is salvation. Second one is deliverance. Third one is healing. The fourth one is eternal life. And the fifth one is prosperity. I know people don't want to hear that word anymore, prosperity. But there is no essence to life here on the physical planet except to prosper. That's the period. That's the whole deal. That's the whole idea. Every day in life. What we do, what we say, what we try to accomplish is for us to prosper. Prosper does not mean wealth. Wealth is part of prosperity, but when you hear the word prosperity, it's not about wealth. And that's not really what I'm trying to talk about this morning. But I just wanted to make sure that it's well understood that salvation is a way that Christ has made for us to prosper, to be saved. Deliverance in any form or fashion is the way that Christ has made for us to prosper. Healing is a way for us to prosper. Eternal life. And then finally, what I'm talking about. All this is a total package in Christ. Not for Christ's sake, but for my sake. Because when I am delivered, when I am healed, when I am saved, when I am in eternal life, that's after I receive Christ and I receive eternal life, and when I prosper, every of this package came from Christ. So, when I pick up any scripture that talks about Christ, it is not a religious exercise. It is not a knowledge exercise. It is for me to understand that he did this for my sake. By his stripes, I am healed. He did not say by his stripes he was healed. No, or Christ was no. For his sake, I am healed. 
for his sake i am delivered because of what he did i am prosperous because of what he did i am wealth i am health all these things that we talk about is all because of him so when we hear christ the first thing we should think about is what did he accomplish for me everything when you search the scriptures you're searching to find out what he has done for me that i don't have to do again as a matter of fact everything he accomplished is so that i don't have to accomplish it i don't have to struggle to do it i don't have to struggle to be saved i don't have to struggle to be delivered i don't have to struggle to acquire everything he has done for me so it's important that when we think of him we are also thinking of us because he did not come here to be crucified treated bruised take the iniquities for his own sake he came here to take all those iniquities for my sake so he exchanged my hurt my bruises for his all that he was inflicted upon is for my sake so i should understand that everything christ accomplished and is now seated at the right hand of the father is done for me hallelujah it's done for me it's no other reason so when i have christ on my mind it's because he has already and he continues to have me on his mind when i think of him it's because he thought of me first when i come to him it's because he delivered and saved me first he rescued me from damnation from eternal damnation so that it should be at the core of everything we teach and preach is that he is always going to be there thinking about me it's all about me basically hallelujah so we're going to talk more about that so but i wanted to put that in to your ears this morning that you will be blessed by listening to it amen Thank you very much. Hello and welcome to Believers Fellowship International. My name is Leon. I welcome you to this broadcast. Today in this premiere episode of my podcast I want to talk about the power of the blood of Jesus Christ Now I know this is a subject that has been taught so many different ways and a lot of people may think that they know what I'm going to talk about right now but they don't This is a revelation of the Holy Spirit about the blood of Jesus Christ First of all before I get into it One of the things I've discovered studying this is that the blood blood in itself is a spiritual 
organ is a spiritual part of creation. The reason is because if you look at the blood, it is one of those things that man has been has been unable or man has not been able to create. That's why people donate blood. You can manufacture blood. That's why we donate blood so that it can be transfused to others. You cannot manufacture blood in a lab and there's no substitute for blood. So that in itself is such a powerful, powerful thing. Secondly, the blood, I know in the book of Genesis, it said that life is in the blood. And it is such also a powerful thing because a tiny drop of blood, when it's analyzed, can give the history of the life of every living being on this planet. Blood is what we use to discover what's going on with the human body. Every aspect of the human body can be analyzed by a sample of blood. Forensics have also used blood to discern when murder or something else occur and there's a trace of blood, they can use it because inside that blood is the DNA of every living cell, every human being. Having said that, let me go to the book of Genesis because in the aspect that I'm trying to talk about this blood is the aspect of its spiritual component and its spiritual being. Before I get into discussing the blood of Jesus, let's talk about the first time the spirit of in a blood spoke. It is in the book of Genesis chapter 4 verse 12 the story of Cain and Abel I know everybody knows that story so I'm not going to go too much into the story but I will start from where it says actually I will go back a little bit to verse 9 that's where it starts and the Lord said unto Cain where is Abel thy brother and he said I know not am I my brother's keeper. And he, the Lord said, What hast thou done? Now watch this statement. The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. The blood cries. Abel's blood cried all the way from this physical planet unto heaven, unto the throne of God. That's a powerful thing. The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. So the blood has a voice, a spiritual voice. And it is that voice that still speaketh. Even when analysis is done here, the blood speaks of everything concerning an individual. He said, And now art thou cursed from the earth, which had opened her mouth to receive thy blood's thy brother's blood from thy hand. See, this is the consequence of that. Now, he says, When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee strength. 
a fugitive and a vagabond thou shalt be on the earth. So because of the spilling of Abel's blood, it caused a curse on Cain. The blood itself that was spilled on the ground, he says that, he says, now art thou cursed from the earth, which thou had, which had opened thy mouth, her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. In the New Living Bible, this is the way he says it. But afterwards, the Lord asked Cain, Where is your brother? Where is Abel? How should I know Cain retorted? Am I supposed to keep track of him wherever he goes? But the Lord said, Your brother's blood calls to me from the ground. What have you done? You are thereby banished from this ground, which you have defiled with your brother's blood. No longer will it yield crops for you, even if you toil on it forever. From now, you will be a fugitive and a tramp upon the earth, wandering from place to place. That is what that blood, spiritual blood, it brought curse unto Cain. Now, the reason why I wanted to say that is because the blood of Jesus Christ in another realm, in another dimension, removed the curse. That innocent blood of Christ removed the curse. In the Gospels, during the death of Christ, when his blood was shed and it dropped on the ground, the whole planet became clean. The whole planet was riddled with curse before that time. But as soon as that blood dropped on the physical planet, the earth was cleansed. So because of his blood, we are restored. The curse was removed by the blood of Christ. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4, I'll read that. Book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. He says, By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. So the, the, the voice of Abel still speaking through his blood. And that blood may, is what, you know, it says here that he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts. He said it was by faith that Abel obeyed God and brought an offering that pleased God more than Cain's offering did. God accepted Abel and proved it by accepting his gift. And though Abel is long dead, we can still learn lessons from him about trusting God. And there is also the scripture that talks about the blood that speaketh more than that of Abel. And that is the blood of Christ. So the blood of Christ, Jesus, speaks even up until today. The blood of Christ cleanses 
and remits all sins. The blood of Christ is the eternal remittance, eternal payment for the curse that was started during the time of Adam and was proved in this scripture by what happened between Cain and Abel. So it is important to understand that the blood, when we say the blood of Jesus Christ, or I plead the blood of Christ, or I plead, that blood itself has a voice. The blood of Christ has a voice. That's what I'm trying to explain by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. It speaks, speaks better than that of Abel. It speaks of our righteousness in Christ. Our righteousness, the righteousness of God in Christ for us. When we call upon that blood, he goes and he speaks to God and he brings righteousness to us. He brings deliverance to us. He brings healing to us. He brings all form of reconciliation with God to us. So that the blood of Abel what says speaketh even to today in Hebrew 11:4 he says by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain by which he obtained witness that he was righteous God testifying of his gifts and by it he being dead yet speaketh he being dead yet speaketh Cain died thousands of years but his voice is still being heard because of the speaking of the blood and the, you know one thing that is very very peculiar about this scripture here is you could say by by faith Christ offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than that of Cain by which he obtained righteousness for us and is still being is is still speaking till today so when we say the blood of Jesus Christ, or we plead the blood of Christ on any situation, or any circumstance, we are not just making it up. We are saying it because of the power that is invested in the blood of Jesus Christ. So friends, I just want you to understand that that voice is still alive today. And also want you to understand that you have the power to use that voice you have the right to use that voice the voice of the blood of jesus christ so i hope this recording has blessed you as much as it has blessed me if you want more information from us you can send me an email to bfibroadcast at gmail.com bfibroadcast at gmail.com thank you for listening and god bless you